Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Buy Your Side podcast, the property podcast to help you make smarter property buying decisions. Now, it's February, and the word on everybody's lips is the change in stamp duty, annual land tax choices. All these things are so exciting for people trying to get in the market. And because I don't know everything about it, today I've invited James O'Brien from Shaw Financial Services. Hey, James, how are you? Very well, Michelle. How are you? Um, very well. It's nice to have you back. Uh, this time we're recording as well, face-to-face, so I can actually see you, which is super great. I, l- I like the, how you dressed up. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, mate. <laughs> and likewise, you're looking wonderful. Oh, thank you. We're back here to have a chat because you are the person who knows everything about grants and everything to do with borrowing money to buy a property. So I thought I'd pick your brain today to talk us through this great change in New South Wales, all to do with no longer particularly having to pay stamp duty, but getting a choice on what you actually pay. When it comes to buying property, obviously stamp duty has always played a massive cost and it's a lot of money to cough up up front. So um, do you want to run us through what the options are now? What are the requirements for people, et cetera, et cetera? So the first thing I'll, I'll touch on is I completely agree with you. It's always been seen that probably the biggest barrier to entry, particularly for first home buyers, is that stamp duty component. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, you can borrow up to 95% of a property's value. There are even ways that there are grants that allow someone buying a property up to the value of 900000 a first home buyer, to avoid the cost of the LMI. But that stamp mm. duty has always been uh, pretty crushing. Mm. So I think this, this program, it's called the First Home Buyer Choice. Uh, it is only for first home buyers, not every property buyer, but it allows first home buyers in New South Wales the option to pay upfront stamp duty or pay an mm. annual land tax. And for a property of the value all the way up to 1.5 mil, yeah. which which I think is fantastic because in Sydney, realistically, there's umpteen numbers of first home buyers that are buying properties well above a million dollars. And and this finally, there's a program here that really, really helps them with those upfront costs. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter if it's a house or an apartment as, as long nope. as the value is up to 1.5. Because, yeah, I mean, pff, look, we I work in the 10K radius of the CBD and... Mm. Uh, good luck finding a, a house <laughs> yeah, <laughs> under oh, 1.5 absolutely. or, you know, um, yeah. they're, they're there, but there's not that many. So um, having yeah. that eligibility for, for apartments, that there isn't like a lower range for apartments is great as well. Yeah. Uh, so who who is, who qualifies? Good question. So eligibility criteria, it needs to be for people. It can't be for a company or a trust. Okay. Got to be over the age oh. of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, humans only. You've got to be over the age of 18. You or one of the people that is buying the property needs to be an Aussie citizen or resident, and you've got to be a first home buyer. You can't have received any first home buying grants before uh, or owned or co-owned uh, residential property in Australia. Okay. Well, that's pretty clear and, and, and quite mm. inclusive. Yeah, it's, um, pretty, it's pretty broad. Other mm. programs have been more kind of restricted. Yeah. Uh, so that that I think is... Yeah, Yeah. pretty broad. That's very good. What type of properties are eligible to to opt into the property tax and which ones are not eligible? Just so Uh, that everybody knows what they can actually buy for this. Anything that is uh, 1.5 or less. So it can be any sort of apartment. It's got to be residential property, uh, Mm -hmm. so not not commercial property. And otherwise, it's just the only price cap is 1.5. So it can be apartments, 
houses, you know, semis, duplexes, what have you. But it could also be it could also be vacant land, right? It can actually, yeah, yeah correct. It can be vacant land. Mm. The purpose of the uh, property can be either owner occupied or investment, but there are different rates of tax that apply. Yeah, but it, but when it's vacant land, I understand mm. that it, it's not one point five. The, the the threshold is low. Correct, is actually. Correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. You mm. are on the ball. Look, you you, you do know more than me. <laughs> I've done my uh, research. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, I'm Impressive. the spy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's 800, 800K, is that right? Yeah. Up to, yeah. yeah. And then say you want to rent it out as a holiday home, I believe there's caveats on that as well. So it has to be your primary residence or an investment, right? It can't just be a secondary home, even though I don't know how it quite works, but I think yeah. holiday homes is also not eligible for, for this property tax from my understanding. Yeah, I believe that's the case. I don't I don't think it can be a holiday or an, or an Airbnb. Yeah. Um, I, I, although, how would, they, how would they qualify that? How would they prove mm. that? Mm. So I think, I mean, if you, if you are one of these buyers that are you know, on the fringe of this, you might want to mm. <laughs> delve into this a little bit deeper. Um, I'll I'll add the link to the New South Wales government website that that references everything that we are talking mm. about today, so you can deep dive into it and, and definitely talk to your broker uh, just to make sure that you are on the right side of the mm. law with this. I would say the 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 real benefit is more for owner occupied than investor. Mm. So the the rate of tax is is lower for the owner occupied. So the the time uh, or the, the number of years that you would pay that annual land tax will be less than the upfront mm. stamp duty uh, for an owner-occupier as mm. opposed to an investor. So, right, James, I think everybody is interested to see what, what the rates and the numbers actually look like. So can you run us through what the difference is between the land tax or the property tax versus the stamp duty? What, what, what do the figures look like? Sure. So for stamp duty, generally speaking, upfront stamp duty comes to about 4% of the property's value. For the land tax, for an owner-occupier, you would pay $400 per annum plus 0.3% of the land value. For investors, it would be $1,500 per annum plus 1.1% of the land value. Something worth pointing out there, though, is uh, to actually... By the, to actually uh, opt in for the land tax, you need to live in the property for six out of the first 12 months. Okay. So, so for an investor, you know, it would have to be owner-occupied for a portion of that okay. first year before converting it to investment or vice versa. It could be investment for a period uh-huh. and owner-occupied for a period, and then you could convert it back to being investor. So for investor, it's a bit more complicated and a bit more expensive and so the benefit, I think, is you know, is is more clear for for owner occupiers. Having said yeah. that, uh, even for investors, there's a you know, if you're owning the owning the property for a shorter period of time, you would definitely be spending less by paying an annual land tax than the upfront stamp duty. Yeah, right. Now that makes total sense because you did a comparison for a client recently. I believe the purchase price of the property was one million one hundred and thirty five thousand. Yep. Is that right? Yes. And so run me through it. So what would be the the difference in like say over twenty years, what would be the difference in price paid if you go for the property tax versus the stamp duty upfront? Would you are you still ahead? A long time, particularly for a first home. Most people would have moved on by then. Yeah. um, To an, you know, upgraded to a bigger home and et cetera. What would be your cost be in terms of the 
of, over that period of time. It's worth pointing out that this particular property was an apartment, was in Sydney's eastern suburbs. Okay. And and it was in a in a block of a smaller block. I think there was only about ten or so apartments in this block. Right. Um, and the upfront stamp duty um, for this property would have been forty six thousand six hundred and twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. The annual property tax is $1,619. So over 20 years, the total amount of the property tax would have been approximately 26000 as opposed to the upfront stamp duty of 46000 So still right. over 20 years, they're twenty grand ahead. Right. Yes, so for me, for, oh, it's amazing. That's really good. Yeah. But the flip side for an investment that mm. is no longer the case. No. So for investment, it would have been you're paying less than the upfront mm. stamp duty or transfer duty, but that that kind of that return on investment, you know, point, I guess, um, gets mm. reached sooner. Mm. So the upfront stamp duty would have been the same, forty six thousand six hundred twenty five. Yeah. But the annual property tax would have been five thousand nine hundred sixty nine dollars. So so you'd reach, you know, you'd reach an equilibrium after about seven years. Right. Yeah. That's a lot sooner. A totally. Lot sooner. Yeah. And I mean, and the idea with an investment property is is that you hold it on for as long as you can. So I would yeah. say potentially then still consider paying the, the transfer or the stamp duty as previously. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So it doesn't make as much sense for mm. a for an investor that wants to hold a property long term uh, yeah. to pay to pay the annual land tax. Yeah. But for an owner owner occupied, I think it's it's a no brainer. Which makes sense. I mean, it's yeah. The program is to help out first home buyers mm. um, more than anything else, uh, mm. and so first home buyers generally, you know, they're buying owner occupied properties to live in. Yeah. And is there? Um, do you have any tips uh, around when you apply for this grant? When do you? When do you have to let them know that that that's what we, what you want to do? Is it good question? When you go for your mortgage, or when you mm. sign a contract, or when does that all happen? Yeah, good question. So when applying for the mortgage, we included it in calculations. So banks okay. have now factored that in. When you do apply for your home loan, uh, the banks want to see that you've, because they'll approve you for a certain amount, they mm-hmm. want to see that you've got the cash available in an account, uh, available in an account to to cover that shortfall. So to cover you know any deposit and associated costs. Mm-hmm. If stamp duty is included, we have to factor that into the calculations and show the bank that the client has that money for stamp duty. Mm. If not, and and the client is paying an annual land tax, then we actually need to factor that into the calculations as an ongoing expense uh, and right. ensure that they can still afford the loan amount that they're looking yeah. to borrow. Yeah. So so at, at at loan application stage, it's definitely factored in. And then with the actual land titles office or New South Wales revenue, mm. um, your solicitor or, or conveyancer would do that at the time of purchase. Right. Okay. And do you, I'm um, just asking you this because it, it intrigues me, the, the the people who do actually have the money saved up for stamp duty but are now, in fact, are saving this money, mm. when they're contributing, so say, for example, you know, you, you would say on a million dollars, you would potentially have, you know, uh, say $40,000 extra. Does it actually make a significant change in what they can borrow when, it, when have, you're putting in the application having the extra savings? Like, can you put that in maybe in percentages or... Does it make a significant difference to their application? So having the extra cash doesn't actually impact their borrowing capacity. Okay. Um, all, all it does, it means that they could, if they were, let's say they were borrowing at 85% before mm. because the, the available cash they had, they needed to put a chunk towards stamp duty. Yeah. 
and they just didn't quite have enough cash to cover the 20% deposit and the stamp duty. Mm. Now, if they're paying the annual land tax, mm. they're only paying the 20% deposit, no longer the stamp duty. So instead of borrowing at 85%, they're borrowing at 80 which means they, they wouldn't have to pay lenders' mortgage insurance because they're borrowing at 80% or less, and they'd get lower interest rates. So actually, by, paying a lower, by having a lower interest rate on your loan, that would increase your borrowing capacity slightly. But the, the general principle of having cash at the bank doesn't help you borrow more. Yeah, right. It just means you've got more equity in the property mm. to start off with, which is, exactly. which is a good thing. Yeah. yeah Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, James, for running us through all these numbers and, and what it is that is actually available for first home buyers. I think it's a fantastic scheme. Um, so, so run yeah. at it uh, if you can. Because we all know that elections are coming. Uh, so <laughs> please, please ha- keep this keep this option available for yep. for first home buyers. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. Does yep. change? Let's see. Not to get political, but I think the what the opposition is touting is no stamp duty for anyone. I think the problem there mm. is that's going to create a huge hole in the budget. Mm. And where and where would that come from? I think yeah. we'd all be getting more taxes. In, in other ways, yes. absolutely, 100%. Yes. You know, if, if the coffers aren't being filled with stamp mm. duty, then they're going to be filled some other way. And so we're yeah. all going to feel the sting from that, yeah. not just home buyers. Yeah, so exactly. I, think, I think this program, which is really helping out first home buyers, yeah. um, I think is marvellous. And, you know, if they, and they'll work out a way to, you know, to make it sustainable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again, James. Um, I'll have you back very shortly uh, to discuss more financial and mortgage options uh, when it comes to uh, buying property. But thank you for this episode. If you have any questions when you've been listening, let us know. Um, Contact me at hello at buyyourside.com.au. James, if they want to get in touch with you because they want to get on the property ladder and they need someone to talk to them about mortgages and everything like that. And how can they best contact you? Uh, give me a call. My number is 0415-391-002 or feel free to drop me a, drop me an email, James O'Brien, O-B-R-I-E-N at surefinancial.com.au. Thanks, James. And um, thank you for listening. Till next time. Thanks for having us. 